Welcome to the Bobayan Banter with the PLSC Extension Theory Team. My name is Adrian Bergen, and I am Extension Veterinarian and Assistant Clinical Professor within the Department of Veterinary and Biomedical Sciences at Penn State University. I would like to welcome Kathy Soder, who is a research animal scientist with the USDA Agricultural Research Service. She's joining us today to discuss about some of her latest research on interceding forage crops into core. Thanks for joining us today, Kathy. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what is your role at the USDA Research Station and your main research focus? Thanks, Adrian. Uh, yes, I have been with the USDA ARS for 24 years at the Pasture Systems and Watershed Management Research Unit, or the Pasture Lab, as we're commonly called on campus, because we're located right on the Penn State main campus directly across the street from the creamery. My research is focused on forage animal interface and grazing based dairy and livestock systems with emphasis on nutrition, grazing behavior and alternative feeds and forages. My research group is a very interdisciplinary team that seeks to find ways to improve production efficiency in integrated crop, pasture and livestock systems through improved forage, crop and animal production without increasing land base while reducing environmental impacts, including greenhouse gas emissions and losses of nutrients and soils. We research and develop novel practices or improve existing pasture and crop management strategies to reach these goals. Great, that's definitely a great area that we need a lot of good research being done. Oh, I know. So Kathy, with, with regards to, to the latest research study, I, I have heard some of, of uh, some of the preliminary results perhaps from some colleagues. Can you please tell us a little bit about what are the main objectives and goal of this uh, latest research that you're working on? Sure. Corn grown for grain is harvested too late in the fall to establish a cover crop in Pennsylvania. So in addition to those environmental concerns with uncovered soil, there's opportunity to have another crop established earlier to extend the grazing season, provide additional harvested forage or left as a winter crop. We're conducting a long-term study at two locations at the Penn State Russell Larson Agricultural Research Farm near the Ag Progress Day site to evaluate interceding cover crops into standing corn that can be grazed, harvested or left over winter. The other goal is to maintain similar corn yields to fields not grazed. We don't want to hurt our corn yields while doing this. So for the last seven years, we've interseeded cereal rye into the corn crop at the V4, V5 stage, which is about knee high, when the corn's knee high. After the corn is harvested as grain in late fall, the rye is allowed to grow for four to five weeks, which it will, even that late in the season, and then either grazed with cattle or left as cover. Forage is then regrazed in early spring prior to replanting corn and repeating the cycle year to year. That's very interesting. And I think you might have touched base on, on my next question a little bit, but what would be, and I can imagine already based on the description, what would be some of the main expected benefits from producers uh, that will come along with this uh, research study? But could you um, elaborate a little more on the applicability for producers or what this will entail for them if this is a successful practice and a producer want to apply it, what would be the benefit for them? Absolutely, there are a lot of benefits. The probably the first obvious benefit is to have that cover crop already established in a crop at the time of year when it's too late to plant. So when that corn's taken off, we already have that cover crop established. Second, the cereal rye can act as a nitrogen scavenger. It'll take up nitrogen that's left by the corn crop, which will help reduce nitrogen losses over the fields. 
The other environmental benefit would be holding the soil down over the winter as a cover crop, reducing soil erosion and nutrient runoff. And finally, we can extend the grazing season, which would significantly reduce stored forage costs. Definitely a lot of great impact on these new practices you guys are testing. So do you guys have any preliminary results as of today? Sure. I can uh, give you some preliminary results. Some of it's longer term. We don't have a lot of results yet. But to date, the cereal rye has provided enough forage to graze a herd of 30 beef cows on 20 acres for an additional 50 to 70 days in the fall. So an additional two months of grazing. Uh, the spring growth is much greater than, a, than the fall growth and could support at least twice that many cows for about 30 to 45 days because that's the time window we have between early spring growth and corn planting. So we'd have to increase our, our stocking rates there or be harvested. It could be taken off. At the same time, our corn yields have not decreased as a result of these cover crops and or of repeated plantings of the corn year to year. And we have uh, frequently averaged 120 to 150 bushels per acre. We're also looking at the environmental benefits on soil health and nutrient losses, but this is the longer term data collection that, that takes time. So we don't have results on that yet. And that's definitely really, really interesting, but also really exciting. It looks like it's only going to be positive outcomes coming out of these research trials. I think I might be merging the next two questions together because they might be related or, or maybe it would be easier to answer those together. You mentioned a little bit about what are the, the results and the applicability or, or benefits of these uh, uh, research trials to the producers, but how applicable would these practices be for a producer that want to utilize it? And also, what about the economics? Would it be something affordable? Would this be something really expensive for a producer? Um, great questions. And I'll, I'll kind of hit that on a two-tiered approach here. Uh, as far as applicability to dairy producers, now our experiments have used the beef cattle as forage harvesters. We just needed mouths to take the forage off. But this research could be quite applicable to dairy farms. The cereal rye is a high-quality forage that could be suitable for any class of grazing dairy cows, um, especially for those that need an extended grazing season if you get into some specialty markets that require grazing, whether it's grass-fed, organic, or whatnot. But sometimes our cornfields are too far from the milking parlor to be accessed by the lactating cows. In these cases, the forage can be grazed by other classes of animals, such as dry cows, bread heifers, or dairy beef. The additional benefits of the cover crop in the cornfield would apply to any farming operation that's growing corn. As for the economics, uh, the benefits of cover crops are well documented. When you just look at cover playing cover crops and cropping systems, a lot about there are just economics. Plus, in addition, it's not as well documented in the research as farmers can see a significant reduction of feed costs. And an example that we use is if stored forage costs $3 per cow per day, which is probably conservative in today's market, but would cover the cost of establishing the crop, which is a little less than $100 per acre to establish the rye. If we had 30, I'm going to go back to my beef cow example, 30 beef cows grazing the 20 acres of cover crop for an additional 60 days, that's a savings of $5,400 in the fall in stored feed costs, forage costs. And if we also graze in the spring or harvest in the spring, there'd be additional benefits there as well for, in economics. But we have not had as much grazing in the spring experience to totally estimate how much that would be. That's definitely um, great information for our producers, especially when it comes to how applicable and, and also the, the pro profitability of these uh, different practices. So thank you, Kathy, for, for sharing that with us today. So to wrap up the podcast, uh, do you have any uh, 
takeaway or final takeaway message uh, regarding this research trial that you would uh, like to share with our listeners? Absolutely. With increased worldwide demand for food, escalating farm input costs, and shrinking farmland bases, the need to get the most from our farmland without damaging the environment is critical. Novel forage management strategies that integrate our cropping and livestock systems, we've been so segregated for so long, monocropping, monocropping crops or monocropping animals. We need to integrate these much more to improve the economic and environmental sustainability of dairy and livestock systems in the Northeast. Interseeding these annual forages into cropping systems may be one of these tools. While we've used cereal rye to date, future plans include using mixtures of forages, maybe some annual legumes, maybe some, some brassicas to get additional benefits. There's opportunity to investigate these crops as more than just a cover crop, to provide additional services to the farm through grazing or harvesting the crop without damaging crop yields or soil health. Awesome. Great information. Thank you so much, Kathy, for taking the time to talk to us today. And thank you all our listeners. Please don't forget to tune in for the next series of the Bi-Mantle Podcast.